This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. My name is Dan Gillette, and today on Behold, we'll be having a conversation about starting off the new year on the right foot. And it's full of challenges and honest sharing and a little bit of laughter, too. So we hope you enjoy it. Here it is, the Behold podcast. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. As I look at my my phone clock calendar, as we sit here, it is January 10th, 2024. Wild. It is wild. Sounds like it's the future. Is it the future yet? That's That's a very, like, existential question. Yeah. It depends on who you're asking. If you're asking me a week ago, yes, it is, but... I think that like my my gauge of whether or not we're in the future, I think is the same as a lot of people my in my generation. It's whether or not we have flying cards, and <laughs> and fair. we don't yet. So, ergo, we're not in the future. Does that mean we're in the present, or does that mean we're in the past still? We're stuck. Yeah, that's another <laughs> existential <laughs> question. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes to both of those. I th- th- I feel bad because we haven't made a podcast in a long time. And the, our faithful beholders out there, um, you guys have just been hanging on. When are these guys? Are these guys still alive? Are they ever going to come back? And then this is how we out the gate. This is <laughs> this is what we bring. It's I'm beautiful. So, it's beautiful. I'm so sorry, guys. We love you. We missed you. Hopefully, you missed us. We're back. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Sean. T- tell us. Tell tell everybody who we have as our guest today. Well, let me describe him to you. He's wearing um, some olive green pants. He's wearing a uh, black kind of emo-looking hoodie, as usual. Uh, front zip. Front front zip. Um, he's got a P for Parker hat. Oh, I like that. It's weird. P- Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh. That was Pittsburgh Parkers. That's what I always P- say. The Pittsburgh Parkers. <laughs> it's Pirates. Charlie Mayer. Which is actually Charlie one, of, that's one of the most despicable <laughs> franchises in major sports. That's kind of why I picked it out. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to purchase another Oakland Athletics hat uh, because I just there's things about their ownership in that team that I just – it's very hard they to root. They stabbed you in the back. very hard to root for them these yeah. days, and so – you know, so you're like, how else can I be miserable as a baseball fan? Yes, yes. Let's take the Pirates. Yeah, like let's take let's go from the team with like the second lowest payroll in baseball they've to like the team with the absolute lowest, lowest payroll. But they've got some fun guys. You know what I mean? Like uh, I think O'Neill like Cruz Parker, is out Parker there. Guy. You got Paul Skeens, who's in their okay. minor league system. He's so you're a great going, pitcher. You're going for it. I mean, I I, I dabble. Okay. I dabble. It's a nice. It's a hat. way for me to make friends. Okay, that's good. fellow Pittsburghian. Yinzers, I think, is what yes, they go as. Yes, Any yes, podcasters yes. listening that don't care about sports, I apologize. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I forgot the best part of your outfit. You got your, like, businessy winter socks with your slip-on Adidas's. Yeah, <laughs> my Adidas Crocs. Yeah. It's a very good ensemble. <laughs> it's This is new year, new me. You it's, know what I mean? It's That's an what they say. made they say. for podcasting. That's right. Really? So. I pursue comfort. Yeah. All right. In your, in your attire? In my attire. Fair enough. Yes. Yeah, so like you're you go like you go function over fashion. Yes. That's good. Which in its in in a roundabout way becomes its own fashion. Sure. You can be like a fashionable schlub. <laughs> right? <laughs> I saw a quote from the CEO of Crocs who was like basically just like, yeah, Crocs has in, has experienced wild success. Thank goodness that 
the that young adults these days don't want to uh, dress good. Dress to impress, <laughs> right? Have you guys seen the Shrek Crocs? No. Oh. Did they look like his feet? The, like, they're like no, Shrek but, feet. But you can get you know how like they have the little like the gibbets. Gibbets. That's it. Yeah, yeah you can bedazzle you can the bedazzle charm. your Crocs. Uh, they have the one you can get ones that are the Shrek ears. Oh, so go. they become like a like yeah. an ogre. Yeah, ogreish. That's amazing. Yeah, and then it's fuzzy on the inside, like a like a one of those Uggs. Oh, so it's very know? comfy. And then all that 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 Shrek green on the outside. Get out of my swamp, you know. I feel like that would suit your aesthetic very well. I, that might be a step a step too far. We'll no, save it for no. twenty twenty five. That's twenty twenty five, Charlie. Okay, well let's read it in here. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, hey, it's New Year's. I know New Year's resolutions can be a thing for a lot of people, but it's a hot take sometimes. People yeah. have different opinions when it comes to New Year's resolutions. What, what do you guys think about those? Yeah, I've, I've always, um, I've appreciated goals, but I don't like advertising goals. I can appreciate resolutions, but I don't like advertising resolutions. And I don't like the concept of waiting until a particular day of the year to say, now's the time I'm going to be more disciplined in some area of my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but that being said, I feel like when I was younger, I was much more um, prone to cynicism. And these days, I I think that there is something special about a new year. You yeah. know what I mean? And so it's nice to stop and reflect and see what God has done, how his faithfulness has been exhibited in the past year, and then look forward and anticipate, you know, what, what he wants to do in me and through me in the new year. Yeah, it's a, it's like a rhythm of, the li- of life type of thing. Sure. And I think people just, they, they need that kind of, kind of flow and timing and and it kind of just makes sense we just came out of the holiday season and by the way we pray you guys all had a meaningful restful um joyful celebration of the incarnation and <clears throat> we had had amazing worship services both at the altamont and the crossing campus and man just so grateful to 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 celebrate with all of you guys um and it just was so meaningful so um, but, but anyway, you, you know, you kind of come out of that season, uh, things sometimes with work kind of, you know, slow down and it's, it's a chance to kind of rest, recoup, be with family. And then the boom, the new year hits and it's like, all right, back to, back to my grind, you know, snap back to reality. Exactly. And so it's just a great opportunity to kind of, to kind of refocus, ask the Lord for fresh vision, um, you know, do some self-evaluation and, and kind of come up with a, a plan, you know, for, for, the, for the year ahead. And I wanted to ask you guys, what's a way, what's a, like a biblical framework that we can have for that process? Because obviously the world is, is very focused on that during this time, whether it's, you know, <laughs> emails you're getting from your gym or stuff on social media you see, or maybe even things that, you know, where you work, there might be new incentive programs to do this or that or the other thing. And sometimes I think it's a good, uh, you know, like it's a good urge, you know, it it makes sense. But I think sometimes it falls flat because there's not a, the right kind of framework or the right kind of foundation underneath it. And so how can we, how can we have that as, as believers? You know, what is, what does the Bible say about renewal and, and refocus and 
having goals for growth to become more like Jesus? And what's, what's a good framework for people? Well, I think, I think you kind of nailed the framework there, which again goes, I mean, at, at least one, one aspect of the framework, okay. um, which goes back to what this podcast is, is about. It's beholding Jesus, right? Yeah. That there's a promise that as we behold him, we become more like him right. and that that will be a process. You know what I mean? Like we're never going to arrive to that point. And so I, I jokingly said, you know, my new year's resolution every single year is to become more like Jesus. Yeah. And that's a great resolution because I've got a God who's committed to producing that in me. He's faithful right. to complete the work that he started. Um, and, and, and yet I, I recognize that that can be a little loose. So how do I want to be more like right. Jesus is how I, is, is how I kind of go about it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Because, because even in that process, we can participate and partner with what he wants to do Absolutely. Actively, and we're called to, yeah, yeah Or yeah. we could be yep. passive. Yep. And and God's so good and merciful, even in our passivity, he'll still help us become more like Jesus. Sometimes it can be a little more painful. Though. It'll be yeah. more painful. Yeah. It might take longer. Um, you know what I mean? We might miss out on a bunch of cool opportunities while we're while we're kind of twiddling our thumbs. Yep. So how can we kind of direct the growth of that God wants to produce in us? Sean, do you have some ideas? Yeah, I mean <clears throat> There's a lot of paths you could take for that, but I think you guys are both hitting the nail on the head in that. When it comes to New Year's resolutions and, you know, our walk with the Lord, uh, I'm not a really big fan of kind of dramatic goals, you know, in general, because I think that's one of the big um, objections you hear to the whole New Year's goals thing is, like, people will set these lofty things that are like, <laughs> I'm going to lose 30 pounds by whatever, and they don't do it or ever, and it's like, then it becomes a negative thing or whatever, you know? Um, or I'm going to read my, the whole Bible in the next six months kind of thing, and that's a positive thing, of course. But to me, I think it's a lot more beneficial to think less about, like, and how, what kind of goal can I set in my life to do X, Y, or Z? A lot more beneficial to think in the context of it, what adjustments can I make to my life to, to better align myself with what you guys are describing? Well, and I think, I, I think th- and that speaks to kind of how I process it as well. It's, it, for me, it's saying, hey, at the end of 2024 – what are the things I want to see improved in my life? And so if I'm going to ascribe like a number, you know, 30 pounds to my weight loss or whatever it may be, then yeah, you're, you're, you're potentially setting yourself up for disappointment. Um, and, and that can be across the spectrum. Like I want to be, uh, I want to read 500 like theology books, like you know, give me a break. Yeah, that that's that's a little ambitious, <laughs> um, unless you're Nathan Baird. Uh, hi, <laughs> hi, bud. Um, but. But for me, it's more of just that that concept of here's how I want to be loving Jesus more. Here's how I want to be loving others more. And then as the year goes on, it's coming to terms and to recognition of how does that play out? How and you're, and you're not talking about not being specific. You can be of course, specific. Of course, of course. But but just like it's that whole like this the attainable or the 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 you know from the smart goals and acronym, right? Yeah. It's like we don't want to do something that is just <coughs> going to be completely unrealistic. Yeah, and but but I do think even though like within that there's there's something about emphasis and focus that's like it's different to say, "All right, I want to be able to bench press 300 pounds by June versus saying, uh, I want to establish just a more healthy pattern of exercise in yes. my life. Kind yes. of thing. I get what you're saying. So like you're talking about like more of like a holistic kind of like fundamental principled approach rather than just kind of a narrow. Problem. Yeah. Or for example, like a lot of times, like say it's scripture knowledge or whatever your thing is, and we'll get into it here in a second, but you know, you could say I'm going to read the new Testament by March, you know, that's one way you could tackle your knowledge of God's word. You could also say something like, yeah, I'm going to memorize one verse a week 
Yep. You know, in an area that pertains to what I'm going through in life. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something you could even go more finite than that and say, I'm just going to chew on one verse for a whole month. And those are all different ways to come at the same like heart issue. And just personally, I'm a lot more drawn towards that more specific kind of just micro goals of mm. doing little things and then really using it in your life and your habits and patterns and that kind of stuff versus these kind of lofty things that I think a lot of times we kind of can set these goals that are positive, good goals, whether we're talking about spiritual health or physical health or mental health or whatever. But then before we know it, really the, the pursuit of that goal is kind of overtaking the point of that goal. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, well, that's, that's a really and, good point. And I'm so, I mean, I'll always say this is like my line that I speak to myself constantly. Do not sacrifice relationship for formula. And, and I attribute that to my relationship with the Lord, with my relationship with other people. It's so easy for that formulaic approach to kind of take over where it's like, if I just do this, then I'll be better. Mm. And, and that is not how, how God works. That's not how we were designed to work. It's about deepening relationship. And so I want those goals to, to um, be a catalyst to further my relationship with the Lord and, and relationship with others. When we, when we speak specifically of like those more spiritual kinds of yeah. goals. So anyways, <laughs> to answer your first question, Dana, like what, what's some directions you could go with this? You know, I think one easy thing to think about is look at the character of Jesus, right? And we talk a lot on this podcast about like the second Corinthians three beholding process that like you just described. Also like Ephesians chapter four of that process of when Paul's describing like what living in the new life should look like. He talks about in verses, I think 21 and 22, 22 to 24, sorry. Um, just that kind of three-step process of put off the old self, you know, then re- renew your, be renewed in the spirit of your minds Put on the new self, those kind of three stages. And I think you can be really specific about prayerfully and with the Holy Spirit's help, applying those three, same three steps to whatever kind of goals we're talking about here. You know, say it's your prayer life, say it is your scripture, say it is just your intimacy with the, with Jesus or, or whatever kind of thing you're inserting here. <clears throat> I think you can sit down and prayerfully and using God's word to help you identify, okay, here's what Sean's mode would look like the old Sean, hmm. as it pertains yep. to this, yeah. you know, here's what Jesus modeled as it pertains to this. So now let me pray That's through that this. renewing my mind. Yeah. yeah and yeah. renew my mind in this thing. And of course, as, as I'm doing that, maybe it's really helpful, man. I think the Holy Spirit's revealing to me. I need to set a goal as it pertains to this, you know, like you had talked about, well, we'll get into it a second here, but yeah, don't, you, no spoilers, dude. Let, let me share my <laughs> own resolution. You can share your own 2024 goals. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, the point is like, I think all of us, as we're doing that, a, I think the Holy Spirit is faithful, and God's faithful to help us in that, yeah. and whether it's prayer or whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But then B, I think w- most of us, once you really dig into it, you can identify these things. You know, it's not rocket science to know, like, man, I haven't touched my Bible in the last six months. You know, it's not rocket science to know, like, oh, I haven't been a part of a meaningful friendship or relationship with someone pouring into them and edifying mm-hmm. them in the last year. It's not rocket science to know, like, oh, I don't pray ever. Yeah. Stuff like that. So anyways, as you get into it, you can identify that. And I, and I love the idea of like, like Jason Moog talks a lot about this picture of your, your garden, like the garden of your life. And he uses the, the verbiage of just tending to or cultivating your garden. And the reality is, and we talk about that a lot on this podcast again, but it's like, we're all projects, right? Yeah. We're all being sanctified daily and we will be forever until we're with Jesus again. And for sure, we all want to look back and see that growth and we have seen that growth, right? So the, 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 the goal is come 2025, a year from now, 
It's not, oh, yeah, I will have fixed everything, right? No, no, no. I'm still going to have tons of work to do and goals to set and areas of my garden to cultivate. But the hope and prayer is that it's going to be a new area now. Yep. I can, look at, I can area, look at this past one and yeah, see Yeah, the that. Lord has yeah. done his work in this area. Now yeah. I can move on and groove on to other areas to become more like Jesus in. Yeah. yeah. And, and would you guys say that, I mean, you, you touched on this, Sean, but just to drill down on it even more, would you guys say that that, that is something that we, we need to seek the Lord's guidance and direction on, on as, and, and again, it, you can do it anytime, but it's nice. It's a nice rhythmic kind of flow to do it at the beginning of a new year. Sure. Just to ask the Lord. Uh, I mean, maybe you've been praying a lot this last couple months, but maybe you haven't asked him to show you, Hey, what's, what area of my garden do you want me to focus on for 2024 yeah. and just listen and see how, see how he, he speaks, you know? Yeah. And I, I do think that there there are times in our lives where it is glaringly obvious, you know what I mean, where the weeds are, yeah. where the overgrowth is or the yeah. absolute lack of growth is, whatever it may be. But I, I do think you're right, like especially for those that are just kind of humming along. Yeah. Are we taking inventory? Are we stopping and doing some introspection and then bringing that before God and saying, hey, I want to grow, God. Where Where is that going to be? Where, yeah. What does that look like? And he'll He'll be faithful. To, he He wants to do that kind of work in you. So, yeah. so if you haven't done that, if you're listening and, and you're like, oh, I haven't talked to the Lord about that in a while, maybe that's the first first kind of step. And I love Sean. I, I think that Ephesians four twenty through twenty four is just a great framework for us. And you know, just I want to comment on a couple of things. Just looking at it, um, you know, in verse twenty. Uh, well, before that, for, for verse 20, uh, Paul's basically like just talking about uh, the old way of life. Right. <laughs> you know, there's, there's all this darkness and wandering and hardened hearts and hardened minds and shame and lustful pleasure and, and eagerness to practice every kind of impurity. <laughs> and then he says in verse 20, but that's not what you learned in Christ. Yep. And so he's, he's reminding them. You, you have been invited into a new life in Christ. It's a completely new way of being. From the inside out, you're a brand new creation. That's what you've been called to. But sometimes we forget that. <laughs> and our old self, even though it's been put to dead, it, I like to picture it's like this like undead zombie. Right. Like it just kind of like, it's just there. Yeah. Like, it, like, and it wants to eat your brain. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's just like, it, it's just... We have to continually and actively and forcefully put that to bed, put that to dead, death again. Yeah. And so he uses this analogy of like taking it off, taking it off. And um, what a beautiful way of um, just talking about renewal, you know? And it's interesting. I don't know if you guys have ever thought about this the whole idea of like how, what you, the clothes you wear. <laughs> it's funny, we were just talking about your outfit, but the clothes you wear. <laughs> totally change the way you think, feel, and act, right? Do, do you guys agree? Like, um, you know, I'm just thinking about, like, when you get when you get dressed up for, like, a fancy dinner, right? Or, you know, like, you're, you're, you're a, a student and you're getting dressed up to go to prom. You put that tuxedo on, you know? You're going to walk different. You're going to talk different. You're going to feel and think different than you would be if you were wearing your swimsuit, you know, going to the beach. You get what I'm saying? Or your swimsuit to the prom. That would yeah, be, that, that'd be <laughs> weird, right? Yeah. Um, or like, you know, a soldier, like, they, they put a lot of, um, you know, focus on their, their uniform, you know? And it's it's very detailed, and, and that's going to change the way that they carry themselves and things like that. So, so what a great framework for us to think about. It's like, okay, I'm going to take off 
this old worn out my garment. schlubby clothes. Yeah, my, <laughs> thanks a lot. Off, yeah, I'm gonna take off my schlubby clothes. Take spiritually, off Crocs. Yeah. Spiritually, yeah. yeah, and I'm gonna put on these these new clothes, and and it's it's a type of renewal that the way that it's written in Ephesians four, it's like it's something we do on, in an ongoing, ongoing way. way. Yep. So um so yeah so maybe what we could do with the rest of our time just to kind of inspire folks, um and <laughs> to uh, you know to model kind of honesty and vulnerability maybe we could each of us just share what 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 area of our garden that we felt like god is leading us to 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 tend to in 2024 and we can just kind of share a little bit and we'll be a little bit vulnerable because you guys are going to see us this year and you can i do you guys check give in. them permission yeah. to ask us about it and totally. pray for us nope. and, and <laughs> yeah, so we course. got one yes one no um but but charlie you want to yeah. start us off yeah yeah, I, I think for me, again, like, you know, I, I, I say in that grand scheme of things, that broad broad sense, I, I want to be more like Jesus. And particularly um, what has been on the forefront of my mind is um, what my prayer life looks like. Um, and, and I pray, and I have times that are set aside for prayer. Um, and, and oftentimes when I neglect those times, God wakes me up at one o'clock in the morning, mm. and that is a lovely time to pray. <laughs> Um, right. just lying there in, in the quiet and just kneeling before my king and, and thinking through things. But um, I, I really want to see that area grow. You know, I've, I've obviously been challenged as we've gone through um, Luke's gospel uh, of just the example that Jesus sets for us. You know what I mean? Of, of stealing away to those quiet places and making time to be intimate with his father, to to talk to his father, to bring decisions before his father. Um, and, and I just want to see that more in, in my life. Um, I feel sometimes like I, I walk into things haphazardly, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and there's not a lot of, um, confidence in the direction I'm going. And I attribute that to, um, you know, some discrepancies, maybe some weaknesses in my own prayer life. And so I want to see that grow. And so I've got some books that I'm going to be looking at and some different things that I'm, I'm studying, um, but at the same time, just carving out specific time um, in a more deliberate and intentional way. Wow. Yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah. That's super, um, that's beautiful, a beautiful goal. And I, I have some thoughts I will, I want to encourage you with some thoughts like, but that's not what this podcast is about. So share I'm gonna share hold them back. offline. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to share offline, but um, I'll but take, that, I'll take your comments off the air. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sean, do you want to share next? Sure. Yeah. Um, and you know, we had, you guys have heard this from me already, you too, but I'll sh- go share it again. In 2023, I think for a lot of us was an interesting year, uh, as a church family. It's an understatement. <laughs> yeah. Just a lot of weird stuff happened. And, you know, we've already seen in a lot of those things, the Lord's faithfulness and his redemptive work and just him model and demonstrate how sovereign and wise he is as, as our father. Right. Um, but yeah, just a lot happened. And for me, one of those big defining ones is obviously my dad passing away And um, yeah, just in the wake of that and everything I had to do with his, his business and just life on top of all the stuff here at BBC, it's just a, was a roller coaster of a year, yeah. <laughs> you know? And you know, you guys know I like flying planes. One of the things you learn pretty early on when you're learning to fly planes is this three-word phrase. And it's what you're supposed to think of if you're ever, like, getting yourself into trouble or, like, you're in a big storm or whatever, you know. And the phrase is aviate, navigate, communicate. 
and that's the order in which you're supposed to operate in those situations. And so the first one is aviate, which is flying your the actual flying of your airplane. So just you can't do much if your plane crashes. Yeah, don't right? crash your plane. So, yeah. <laughs> that's that's priority number one. Do not crash your plane. Do whatever you gotta do to keep it in the air. Right. Right. Once you're doing that and you have the mental whereabouts to progress, then you navigate. Then you make sure your plane's heading the right direction, that you're on course for where you're supposed to be going, right? Then finally, step three is communicate, which is when you can do all the auxiliary stuff like talking with air traffic control or whatever, you know, your passengers, all kind of stuff. So anyways, um, for me, largely 2023, it feels like all I had the capacity for and space for and time for was just the aviate step, <laughs> And I'm really grateful because I think I've been faithful to do that well, all things considered. And I feel like God really sustained me in, in, in an amazing way to do that. But it absolutely was all I could do. It's just aviate, just exist, just handle what I had to handle each week, you know. And again, I'm grateful for God's faithfulness in that. But going into 2024, I definitely feel like, and <clears throat> you know, Patty feels like it's it's time to navigate now, you know. It's time to make sure we're heading the right direction with my time, my energy, my focus, my ministry, all these different things. Um, and it's kind of weird because in general, I'm in life, I always feel like I know where I'm heading. <laughs> like I usually am like a long goals kind of person. And if yeah. you ever ask me, like, oh, what are you working on? I'm like, oh, this is, this is the, the goal for the next year or two, yeah. you know? And I've always felt that way uh, up until this last year. Hmm. And for the first time in my life, really, I don't feel like I have that clarity like I'm used to. And I think God's using that in some cool ways to just humble me and teach me, which is great. But, yeah. but also, I think it is good and wise to have those things and have that foresight to be able to plan and work towards those types of things. So anyways, that's my, my one word goal for 2024 yeah. is, is I want to navigate where the Lord wants me to navigate to. And so one of the scriptures I've been thinking about a lot is we we're just in Ephesians 4. Now, fast forward a little bit to Ephesians 5. And Paul's kind of riffing on that idea more of just what it, how we exist in the new life as brothers now, not just in your own life, but then how do we exist with each other? And in verse 15, um, really like 15 through like 25, I'm kind of chewing on, but really 15 through 17 is kind of a mantra I've been thinking a lot about of just how I want to exist right now um, as more of like a daily goal type of thing. And so I'll just read it to you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise making the best use of the time because because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And that really sums it up for me, is I want to look back daily and weekly and really feel like, yeah, I was wise. I made the best mm. use of the time that God gave me. You know, I didn't just waste my time, but I really worked hard towards whatever goals he's wanting to navigate me towards, you know? which is that knowing the will of the Lord part is I don't want to be a foolish, just flippant flying in the wind leaf. You know, I want to be intentional for my family, for this church family, for myself with the Lord. Um, and I would kind of encompass all that within that navigation goal. But yeah, as far as the, the minutiae, that's it. That's great. Dude, that's, that's beautiful. I always thought that that verse was so, um, I don't know, like the second half of that verse is unexpected. Right, the days so, are evil. Yeah, so it's like make the most use, make the best use of your time, and you'd expect it to be like because time is short, or you never know if you're gonna die tomorrow or whatever, you know. But what do you think? Like, why why does he go with the ending to that? Like, what you know what I mean? Like the days are evil. Like, what do you, what do you think that's all about? Yeah, well, just before that um, is where you know Paul quotes. He says, 
basically like arise sleepers, you know, mm-hmm. and let Christ shine your life. And he, I think what he's getting at is when he says the days are evil, that phrase, what he's really implying is the wasting of time is evil. The, mm. the, the way the days fly by can be a tool of evil by the enemy. And we all know that to be true. Like in most of our lives, the big ways that Satan attacks us, it's not with these super obvious, clear, heavy sin issues. Mm. It's more often. He lulls us that. to sleep. He lulls us to sleep and he, and he convinces <clears throat> us or tricks us into wasting our time. Yeah. You know, I think Satan is super, super happy to have Christians all over the world waste six hours a day on Instagram versus trying to get them to like fall into addiction. You know what I mean? I mean, that is addiction, but different kind. If he can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. Like that kind of a thing. No, no, exactly. And and honestly, like I I look at the relationships in my life right now and some of the people I'm involved with here in this church family and I can see it. Like, man, the way that we view time can be so beneficial and fruitful for relationship or for this church body or can just be so destructive and wasteful Mm. for relationships. Uh, so in that way, the days are evil. Dang, dude. That's great. Charlie? What about you? Oh, yeah. yeah I, you haven't shared yet. I haven't shared yet. So the area of my garden is friendship. And I think there, just in in the last few weeks, just praying and asking God for vision, I, I just think that, there, that he's revealed to me some, just this... Um, I don't know. Like, I think it happens sometimes when, when men get, the older they get, the more isolated they can become. And I've seen it happen in, in a lot of different men that I've observed over the years. And it can be subtle too, because you can look at someone and wow, they seem like super connected and engaged. And they've got a lot of different relationships and contacts and they spend time with people all the time. But but then when, if you really kind of looked closer, it, th- no one really knows them, <laughs> you know, or, or maybe it's there, there, it's a, it can be a one-sided uh, situation in a lot of relationships where, and I think, I think it's just a natural thing because as the older you get, the more you maybe have to offer, you know, people maybe that are younger. And so you've grown up in the Lord and you've, you've matured and you've, 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 you've learned <laughs> from making a lot of mistakes and, and so then you end up kind of in a position where you're pouring out, but then for whatever reason, it it's the dynamic of those relationships are not reciprocal. Mm. It's not a mutually kind of deal. And so what I just want to focus on this year is um, what what can what does God want to produce in me to teach me how to be a good friend to others and to let others be a good friend to me? And you know what does that look like? And there's this concept from I've been spending a lot of time in, in Proverbs and in Proverbs eighteen twenty four, uh, it says this, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. That's, it reminds me of, uh, uh, the Taylor Swift song. Oh, cardigan. Please. Where she says a friend to all is a friend to none. Yeah. Right. No, like when you, yeah. when, when there's, when there's not that kind of focus and not that we're, we're no, yeah. I love it. Hey, Swifties, Swifties unite. Uh, yeah, but yeah, there, I mean, there is, there's truth. I mean, she pretty much took that from Proverbs. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it, 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 it's true. If so, it's not a focused intentional kind of thing. Right. Man. So I, so I feel like just doing some self-evaluation with, with the spirit, I think I'm in that place right now. I think I'm, I have a lot of companions 
and there's, there's different people that I go to for different things. You know, I've got my friends that I play golf with and I've got <clears throat> you guys that I work with and I've got friends that I'm close with because our kids are friends or because we're on the same sports team or whatever, you know, and I'm spending a lot of time with people, but I just don't think those relationships, I don't have a small select group of people where we're, we're developing that, that friendship that's closer than a brother. I mean, think about the context of where, when this is written, you know, I think in the modern world where we can tend to be disconnected from our blood family and it doesn't, that those aren't always the most uh, vi- vital and close relationships. But in this part of the world, in this part of the, uh, uh, of history, you know, in the middle East, like that's not the case, you know, it's yeah, like, and, and, and sibling <laughs> connection was right. especially the highest, right. that was the highest connection you had. Right. So this proverb is saying there's, there's a type of friend that is even closer than what you think is the, is the closest, yep. you know? And obviously it's a foreshadow to Jesus and Jesus's friendship to us, yep. you know? Um, but so, so again, that's a great springboard and, and framework for what does real friendship look like? And so I've been writing down a couple of things. It's been a really cool little journey the last couple of weeks. It's like, what is, what is the type of friend that sticks closer than a brother? Mm. And so I've been looking at ideas from like, like first John, um, <clears throat> chapter one, you know, verse seven that, that talks about, uh, fellowship and walking in the light. And what does it look like? Well, it's, there's honesty and vulnerability, vulnerability yeah. and, and confession. <laughs> it, and it's like, Hey, there, there needs to be people in my life who, who know my junk, yep. you know? And, and I need to have relationships where the dy- dynamic is there's like n- confession and repentance is like normalized and it's like part of the deal and it's reciprocal. It's not just them confessing to me. It's yep. me. I'm confessing to them as well. Um, I've, I also thought about like Hebrews 10, 24, this idea of like stirring one another up, or I think in the NIV, it says spur one another on, which is kind of interesting. Like there's a little, it's, it's forceful. It's maybe a little bit painful. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, I think real biblical friendship, the kind of friend that sticks closer than a brother is a friend that, that doesn't, isn't afraid to, to tell you the hard reality. They're not afraid to pull any punches, you know? And again, it's reciprocal. It's, it's a, it's a mutual type of thing. So, um, that's something that I really want to cultivate this year is like really like true koinonia, true fellowship. Um, and even with you guys, like I, I, I would consider you guys like, good friends. Um, but, but if I actually really look at it, it's like, how do you build that up more? Yeah. I mean, there's room, go, there's how room do I, for there's growth. room to mature yeah. it and yeah. grow it out. And so, yeah. um, so Dan th- will be taking uh, friendship applications. You can yeah. send those to Dan <laughs> at bbc.online. Must yeah, we're gonna build a booth in the office. Dan's confession booth. Yeah. <laughs> must, <Stop by. laughs> must like golf. Uh, that's cause most of this stuff is going to happen on the golf course. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not true. That's not true. No, that's great. That's, that's, yeah. that, I think that's such a, a, a cool thing to have to process through and, and think through. Cause you're right. Like we are at that age where it's a lot harder to maintain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Friendships. Right. There's so much vying for our time, so much competing for our, our energies. So that's yeah. Well, and even, even like with your friends, like you were talking about, it's like, and especially as men, you, you know, so so many of us men, we just gravitate towards being like like what's the thing about men? Like men want shoulder people to, to shoulder, just, shoulder like work next to them yeah. on stuff, 
And we like sometimes are so bad about being like instead of like, hey, can we grab lunch and just talk? Instead, we're like, let's go do this, or let's do that, mm-hmm. let's do that. And like we're busy, but we're not really like connecting. Oh, yeah. like like on the golf course, yeah, yeah, like on the golf course. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean I'm ser- it's it's no, real, it's real. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna be focusing on this year. Wow, very cool. Yeah. Hey, we 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 would love to invite you guys if you want to email us just what you've been thinking through. And what, you know, maybe the Lord is prompting you to do in 2024 that you want to see growth in, we would love to pray for you. And so feel free, Sean at VBC.online, Dan at VBC.online, Charlie at VBC.online. Let us know. And you can also, we'll be praying. Can't you also email behold at VBC.online? Or is that a thing? It should be. Maybe. If it is, it has not been checked. And so we apologize. Yeah, try yeah. it. Uh, try it and see what happens. Yeah. See what happens. And, and we, we promise we will not share your, no, 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 no. your yeah. thing unless you want us unless to. Unless you want us to. Yeah. yeah. So, so just specify that. Um, but, yeah, we would love to, love to hear that. And, and, you know, even if you bump into us on a Sunday morning, you could share with us that way too. And, again, like going back to the friendship thing, the goal is not just like, oh, I'll just pray for you and you go on your way. It's I want to be able to, like, check in with you and be like, yeah. hey, how's, how's that thing going you've been working yeah. on, you know? Yeah, totally, totally. Hey, new year, new us. Wow. Wow. Profound. Put on the new you. <laughs> Put on those uh, those Shrek Crocs. Oh, dear Lord. Can't please wait. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. That's Love it. Love you guys. Is there anything uh, anything coming up uh, Life of the Church we want to promote or remind people about? Okay, we do this awesome thing called uh, Sunday Worship. You should come. Yeah, dude. We're back, in, we're back in Luke, and it's been fun. Yeah. And uh, thank you again just for your graciousness and patience with us just in this tumultuous year that we've had with the Behold Our Church. And then, you know, sometimes we we don't have the bandwidth or the time to make a show every week. So appreciate you guys just riding with us. And we're just excited to, um, to march into this brand new frontier that is 2024. And... Just keep riding with us, baby. Keep on keeping on. That's right. Bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.